everyone. Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. What do you say when you have a financial planner, author, CEO, and podcast pro on your show? Not a lot. You let Ross Marino speak for himself. But your host, Rebecca Auerhand, does have a few questions for the founder of Transitus Wealth Partners. So first, Rebecca, tell us a bit more about Ross. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining. Well, if you're in the 401k business, you have certainly heard of Ross Marino. He is the founder of a lot of our workshops that we just know and think of top of mind. For example, he is the mastermind behind 401k Recon, the Excel 401k Conference, the Advisor's Experience, Wealth at Work, which is coming up soon, and we're going to talk about that today, and a brand new type of entire conference. So get ready for it, everyone. It's called SHIFT. And it's a human-first financial guidance conference, which talks about a whole other level of after retirement. Maybe that's on our next podcast. But today, (laughs) he is also the author of a wonderful book called Shaping Change, How to Respond When Life Disrupts Your Retirement Plan. And he hosts a binge-worthy podcast called Shaping Change as well. So Check it out on your Apple and other podcast tools. So in addition to that, by the way, Ross is also a practicing advisor, so I don't know when he has time for all the rest of the wonderful things that he is so passionate about, which we can talk about another day, including his philanthropy, his wonderful family, and actively running multiple businesses. So with that, Ross, hi, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Let's dive in because I know you are a busy guy and you always have something new kind of percolating. You're thinking about it. You're talking with other folks, grabbing ideas. So for those of us who are listening today and thinking about upcoming conference season, give us a, you know, a sneak peek and tell us what you are most excited about for Wealth at Work. It's coming up in a couple of months. I think what I always love about conferences, and, and this is personal for me, whenever I used to go to conferences, I love the ones that had multiple tracks and they were just an absolute smorgasbord because I love all the different topics. So when you come to Wealth at Work, you're going to have four tracks running at all times, except for a couple of general sessions and the topics cover the gamut. So whether you want practice management or marketing, technical, top advisor sessions, it's all going to be in there. So I love that we have enough. We have an agenda committee that did fantastic work and they really have a great agenda. But this year we have something new that I think I'm going to probably call it the coolest thing I've seen. It's not my idea, so I can really brag on it. It's (laughs) what the agenda committee came up with. And when you go to conferences, you often have overload when it comes to information and sessions. And of course, that's by design. If someone's going to leave their office, we want them to have a lot of different options and we want them to be able to learn any topic they want. But there are a lot of sessions. But what people ask for the most is, is more time to unpack some of what they learned, to ask the speakers a few more questions, to dive deeper. So at the end of the day, after the second break, instead of having two or three more sessions, everybody's going to go to the exhibit hall and it's going to be called the hive. And the hive relates to it will be buzzing. (laughs) And in the hive, every speaker is going to have their own table. 
So if you want to dive deeper with that speaker and you want to ask some more questions or have a fireside chat, everybody will have signs up. You can go jump in conversations, come out of conversations. It's like a fluid fireside chat with, well, I don't know, six or 700 of your closest friends. That's awesome. So I'm at the event. I go to this great breakout session. I write all these notes down. I've got all these ideas going on, but I want to know more. I want to know more. So I can wait till three o'clock and then maybe grab a cocktail, sit down with my favorite speaker and ask those direct questions. And the reason I think that's so important is a lot of what happens after conferences, we have great intentions. I write down my must-dos. You know, there's like 80 of them. Who sure. am I kidding? Right? <laughs> but I, I genuinely want to connect with certain people. But when I get back to the office, it's tough. But if I've got a two-hour block and there's three or four people I want to talk to, I'm going to get to them. So why not make it part of the conference? Well, a lot of times when you're at conferences, you have on your conference agenda the events that you want to go to. These are the breakouts I want to go to. And then you get caught in the hallway and you're in this great conversation and you're looking at your phone going off and the person who's going ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and you're saying, what do I do? Do I abandon this great conversation that has such great fruit around it? Or do I go to the session? But what you guys did, which is said, hey, you don't have to do either of those. Just go to the session, learn a lot. And then that person that you're having that great hallway conversation with, they're there. They're ready. They want to talk to you. They want to dive in deeper. Well, I cannot wait to be part of the buzz that's in the hive. Yeah, actually, <laughs> What's your uh, let me throw in, I'll take that one step further. And this is something that I had an issue with with other conferences. When the sessions are on, advisors will go to the sessions. But if you want to have a conversation in the hall, you're an advisor, you're an attendee, have your conversation. Mm -hmm. They're for you. If you want to stay in the exhibit hall for two hours straight and talk to other people, stay in the exhibit hall. So we do not close the exhibit hall. Coffee is there the entire time. I look at it as an advisor. If I want to hang in the exhibit hall, that's what I'm going to do. If I want to go to a session, that's what I'm going to do. But it's truly an advisor's conference. Let them do whatever they feel is most beneficial to them. I love it. I love it. Talk about listening directly to your customers, your audience, and what then giving them what they want so that way they can make that conference the most productive for them and their practice. I hate to bring up anyone age here on our podcast and you can't see our faces, so you don't know how old we are. <laughs> but Ross Marino, I don't think there's any secret here, has been in this business for well over 20 years. We're 30, 30, all right. <laughs> like I said, we're not giving away, we're not spilling any tea, we're not giving anyone an age away. So Ross has been around for about 30-ish years. And you've seen a lot of aspects of our business change in that time frame. If you were to just pinpoint three things that you feel have changed the most in our industry, what are some of those things that you'd identify? So I'll start with the events on how it's changed because I think it it shows how we approach business as an advisor. I remember going to events 20 years ago and what I would want to come away with is one or two good ideas. Do you remember the single best idea? That's what people would share. Here's the single best idea. I remember back in the dark ages when there was a squawk box and out of the squawk, squawk box, the analysts would share the single best idea in the morning. Um, that was truly horse and carriage stockbroker mm -hmm. times, right? Mm -hmm. But it was all around different ideas and so forth. I think as the industry has progressed and as we've matured, the single best idea just isn't enough anymore. Information, it's 2022. Information is abundant. 
So it's, I joke with my daughter, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know how to ask a question. As long as you know how to ask the question, you're going to find it, right? You can get whatever information you need out there for the most part. So I don't need as many nuggets and single best ideas. I want to dive deep. I want to know the why behind things. And I think with events and also with the way education in our industry is going, it has way more depth than it did 20 years ago. And I think as we keep going through that, that's also a trend that's going to go on in the future. So I think that's the biggest for me is that everything is so much deeper and it's really not just about the information. People aren't holding it behind the doors of, oh, I can't tell you my best ideas. Mm -hmm. Advisors are more than happy to share what they're doing. Why? Because they know execution is success. It's not the playbook. They'll show you their business plan. They'll say, here's how we do things. It doesn't matter. It's execution. So I think that information being abundant and now the advisors wanting to share a lot more, it just makes for a better industry. Totally agree. Uh, Dan Sullivan is a strategic coach, brilliant man. And he always says how the best business people will give you your whole plan because they know that tomorrow they're not working on that plan anymore. They've moved on to something new. So they're not afraid. They operate from a mindset of abundance and not scarcity. And that conference, the Wealth Aware Conference, everyone shares openly. And that abundance mindset percolates throughout the room. Going through, I don't know, a pandemic recently has probably changed the way that your team approaches events uh, and other business development programs. So what has your team done to shift as we are moving into this next evolution? Well, I think the principles of engaging people, whether it's business development as an advisor, connecting with prospective clients or clients, or whether it's in the event business, the normal progression still works for me. Email is good. Phone calls are better because you get to talk to someone. Phone calls are good. Zoom's even better because now I get to see you. And yes, I love Zoom. I don't even do phone calls with clients anymore unless they argue and beg. I am a Zoom only practice. That's what we tell them. It's not 100% true, but it's probably 98% true. So we do Zoom because that's great. But you know what? Face-to-face is even better than Zoom. The challenge with face-to-face is that it's really expensive. It's time-consuming. It takes a lot of energy. And depending on the support you need, it's also expensive money-wise. So I don't think anything beats face-to-face for business development, but the commitment that it takes to do that, I think that's going to continue to shrink. And the emphasis on one-to-many leveraging technology and connecting with people in a way that doesn't take 10 minutes of my time for a 10-minute conversation, I think those are going to continue to grow. And if you leverage those well enough, the need for face-to-face, I think will continue to decline. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent point there. So email's good. Phone is good. Zoom is the best. And great point on the opportunity cost of calling out how much face-to-face does actually impact your business, the revenue of your business, the overall productivity that you have within your business as well. So Zoom, Zoom meetings are for the win. (laughs) That's excellent. Great to know. All right. So for our listeners who have never been to Wealth at Work, but they've heard about it and thinking, hey, what what am I doing in October of this year? Maybe this conference is for me. What could they expect to learn and possibly implement within their business? My first thought is whatever you're currently focused on because that's part of the variety. So at different times, we wake up one quarter and we think practice management, got to get more efficient, lean machine, it's definitely going to be time. Then we wake up the next quarter and realize 
I'm lean, but I don't have anybody to talk to. Where's Rebecca? <laughs> so now I got to do marketing. So I want to focus on that. So we tend to, and, and some of us may have a tinge of ADD. So we may hop from topic to topic, but our current focus, it may come and go at different times, but we're, there's always something that we're focused on at that moment that we feel we need to put emphasis into. That's how we do the agenda. And that's why, again, we have four tracks running at all times. We want the advisors to be able to hyper-personalize their experience and really focus. If they want to do 10 marketing sessions, go for it. You want to do 10 on plan design, go for it. Or if you want to do the smorgasbord, that's okay. When you talked about standing in the hall, my, my thought was, I remember a conference as you're walking down the hall because you know you're going to that session at the end of the hall. And as you're walking by the room and you see the sign, like, okay, I'm going in. You, you just, you can't help yourself because all of a sudden you realize I was in another session, some thought hit you and you thought, you know what? I got to go in. I'm, I want to hear that. And that's okay. So wherever you are in your journey as a 401k advisor, whatever your practice looks like, there should be plenty of content, plenty of experiences and interactions to help you. Well, we're going to jump ahead a little bit. And um, this is something you and I have talked a ton about. It's about the convergence of health and wealth. And they are coming together. I don't think there's a secret. We're not giving away any trade secrets here. But in your opinion, you know, tell us how you believe health and wealth are coming together. Yeah, we've all been saying that for many years. And it's true, of course, because there's a direct connection between health and wealth and people's minds. They definitely see them together. But when I hear that, all of a sudden, I'm starting to think about it or approach it a little bit differently. I'm not thinking as much about the convergence. It's true. It needs to be an emphasis. We need to understand how they're connected. But now when I hear convergence, the first thought that pops into my head is that's the second step. Convergence is what happens after something happens first. And I think what we have to do as advisors, and this is why we're launching a new conference, is we have to shift our approach. And what we're shifting is to human first. So I'm not thinking about wealth and I'm not thinking about health. I'm thinking that the person I'm talking to is not a participant or committee member or a business owner. They are a human, period. That's where it starts. And if they're a human, what really matters to them? Health? for almost all of them in retirement is more important than money. So it's not just the convergence, it's actually recognizing that they're a human and health is, they're concerned about their health in most cases way more than they're concerned about money. So once you see that, then we have to figure out now let's converge the two. You're concerned about health. Let me show you how that interacts and connects with wealth. Now we can have a conversation and help them make good decisions. So if you were to translate that, if I'm, if, as an advisor, if you're looking at your business, which is 401k and maybe some wealth management, and you're saying, okay, the, these, this idea is coming together, um, how would you position your practice for success? When you shift towards a human first mentality, you want to think, how are people going to receive information and how are they going to make decisions from that? Now, I know what a lot of us do we show the cost of healthcare in retirement, right? Two or $300,000. Sure. And we're doing this often to a room of people who are sitting there thinking, am I going to have enough to retire? Am I going to have enough to retire? Am I going to have enough to retire? Well, maybe, but did you know healthcare is going to cost you another 300 grand? I'm sorry, if uh, you want to take a break and go in the fetal position, we can get back to you this <laughs> a little bit later. So we take these scary numbers and from our end, we're hoping that it becomes motivational for the person to say, ooh, I have to save more. But when you overwhelm someone like that, 
most of them aren't going to want to save more. They're going to think, I have no power. I can't save that much more. I'm already stretched on a day-to-day basis. I'm just glad I can contribute enough to get a match. So when you do that, that really doesn't work or it doesn't work as well as if you shifted the conversation as an advisor, whether it's wealth management or 401k, but talked about what are the benefits of good health as opposed to the financial consequences of bad health and talk about what's meaningful, quality of life. And if you invest in health and if you focus on health, this is what it means for you during retirement. They already want good health. It's instinctive. Survival is there for us. We want to be healthy. If we can guide that conversation and shift their thinking where it is about being healthy and being happy and doing things that bring meaning to our life, now the money comes to support that. Much more motivating and people are going to actually have a better quality of life from that. I think the advisors that can shift that conversation regardless of the environment, one-on-one or in the workplace and one-to-many, I think those are the ones that are going to make the biggest impact in the industry. Any chance at the Wealth at Work conference, we might have a yoga morning session, get the health started right off, some fresh so juice? At our, at our <laughs> last conference, we you were there, San mm-hmm. Diego, we had a yoga session out on the beach and everybody brought their yoga balls. And and I can't think of the name of it. And they were bouncing and doing exercises. Mm -hmm. It was classic. So Mm -hmm. grab your avocado toast, grab your ball, head on out. It was great. So yeah, that is part of, in all seriousness, that's part of the understanding of what really matters. And I'll give you a quick analogy. I go to the doctor, annual physical. They look at my tests. What's wrong? Maybe they prescribe drugs if something's wrong or more tests or something like that. They look for what's wrong or potentially bad and they want to fix it. How much more valuable would that annual visit to the doctor be if we went over, what are you eating? How are you sleeping? And are you active? Eat, sleep, move changes your world. That's going to be the shift in financial planning and in the 401k world. That's the shift to wellness. If we can help people focus on the things that actually have benefits and make them happier and increase their quality of life, they're going to look at their finances and savings to support that. It's a total shift. To me, it's a game changer. Oh, that's a big behavioral shift, but that's a great idea that eat, sleep, move. And we got to find the three catchy words in financial services. Right. I don't have those yet. Okay. But I know I got, right, I got, I got <laughs> my illustration. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want to change your world health-wise, eat a little better, get good sleep, make sure you're active. Mm-hmm. Right, you you just couldn't change your world, and as I and I joke occasionally that uh, when my kids say, "Boy, you worked out hard," I'm like, "No guarantees for the future, but I like my odds." And that's what I'll tell them after a workout. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's what eat, sleep, move is. It doesn't mean I'm living to a hundred, but yeah, I kind of like my odds. I think mm-hmm. they're pretty good. All right, so I'm rooting for you. 101, blow out those candles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got. Just a couple more questions here. I always like this question because I think it provides perspective, introspective and perspective. But if you could, you know, look back on your career and maybe pinpoint one thing and say, if I could just give in myself some advice in that moment, something would have been different, good or bad. I'll let you choose. But if you could look back in time and give yourself some advice, what would you say? So how far am I looking back? Because too far, I wouldn't have listened anyway. Mm-hmm. So we got a, <laughs> is there an age band here that we're, that we're going with? So I'm old enough to take advice. How's that? That's right? fair. So we'll go with that. So I think if I went back, the, I think the first statement would be money is overrated. Because once your needs are met, and we know that 
that money doesn't buy happiness, but it has a direct impact on the reduction of sadness. So as your needs are met, law of diminishing returns with money. I think that's pretty well known now with happiness. I don't think I understood that. 20 or 30 years ago, I thought money had way more value. That was a security function to me. So I thought that was a big deal. So I think the first part is to say the money isn't anywhere near as important to your clients as you think it is. Um, I thought the money was so important to their future and I was so focused on making sure I helped them make good decisions. Nowhere near as important as I thought it was. That would be the first part. The second part is, is whatever you're going to do, don't look at it from a business model standpoint and don't look at it from this is good work and it makes an impact. Those are all important, right? Profit is a fruit, not a goal. You have to do a profitable business. That's great. You got to grow. You want to do things that are meaningful. But I think I would push myself to go a little bit deeper and say, don't look at the work and say, this work actually matters. Make it personal. Look at it and say, I have to do this work because this is what I want to do to make a difference in the world. Not just because there's a lot of jobs that make an impact in the world. I'd be fired by Friday mm-hmm. or it doesn't, that's not going to be enough for me to actually, well, actually any job, I'd probably be fired by Friday, but that's another topic. But it doesn't matter. There's lots of meaningful things to do, but you got to do what you know, it's in your bones. It's literally to the point that when you think through it, choice is an illusion. You don't have a choice. This is it. I have to do this. This is what I'm created to do. If you want to go spiritual with it, how you're wired, however you want to connect it, but you have to know that this is what I need to do. And I know it's going to make an impact on the world. If you push for that, you're going to love living life and you're going to love working. All right. Well, I think that is probably the best way to end this podcast is with passion and vigor and excitement to find what you love and make it not a choice. It's you just you're compelled to do it. It's in your DNA. All right. Well, Ross, any last words for our listeners before I ask how they can get in contact with you and to learn more about your upcoming events? Last words would be shift your approach to your business. Think human first. Think human centric and then see what you want to do next. It'll change things. Awesome. All right. Well, if people want to learn more about Wealth at Work, where can they go to find out that information? Advisor2x, the number two, advisor2x.com or wealthatwork.live, L-I-V-E. That's the event website. Awesome. And if anyone wants to contact you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, send a message. Someone will grab it. Awesome. Somehow it'll get to me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ross. Thank you so much for joining today's podcast. As always, you are a joy and a pleasure. Appreciate your friendship. Thanks, Rebecca. And Rebecca, how can listeners reach you? Oh, please check us out on LinkedIn, LinkedIn backslash Rebecca Hourhand, or you can email me directly, Rebecca at 401k-marketing.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Make sure to follow this podcast for updates on marketing successes and new ideas. And please rate, review, and of course, share with others. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.